Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. <laughs> Haven't done this in a while. When was the last time you did this? Uh, long time. <laughs> long time. Uh, you know, I, obviously I get uh, invites. Everybody's asking. Uh, but, you know. Do you ever entertain those or no? No. Just no reason? Don't care? It's like, uh, for what? I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, uh, if it's football, mm-hmm. like I've done a, a couple with guys from Buffalo. So I guess so. I guess I have done, not on TV, but they're mostly with writers or, mm-hmm. or radio. Right. Well, yeah, we appreciate uh, you coming. I, yeah, I try to keep it in, in, in the sports world, you know. Um, not that I mind. I don't, I, I stay away from, Last century. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I did a ton of those interviews back then and it made no difference. Nobody changes their mind. Nobody, you know. So uh, I don't mind talking about other stuff, you know, like anything that happened this century. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> well, this is a know? pretty crazy episode of the Full Send podcast. We got OJ Simpson. We're in Vegas. We appreciate you coming. Yeah, no, I, no problem. It's home for me. Uh, I've been living in Vegas now for, what, six years. Um, I was living in Miami, and I had planned to go back to Miami after my uh, stint in camp. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was like everybody here, every restaurant, it was like they were all apologizing to me. Really? For what this judge did to me. Yeah. <laughs> in know? the most recent case. In the yeah. robbery case? Yeah, yeah. But robbery, it was my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know? Um, and I got it. You know, California rule, it was my stuff, and they, they gave it to me. So mm-hmm. I do have, most people don't know that. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was my property that uh, some friends who I thought were friends had somehow stolen or got their hands on, and they were trying to sell it. And uh, memorabilia, got, right? Yeah, memorabilia. It was my memorabilia. Yeah. You know, I, I hate it when the media say, oh, it's memorabilia, guys. No, this was my stuff. My mother's wedding album, you know, pictures of my kids being born, uh, all kind of stuff. Now, all of it wasn't in that room because, um, um, but the guy that they were trying to get to uh, uh, fence it uh, made him send pictures and he kept calling me. And he sent me uh, pictures of what they had and said, Juice, look, you know, I could sell this stuff for them and make money, but this is personal stuff. These guys shouldn't be doing this. And one thing led to another. And nine yeah. years after, nine yeah. years after you, sitting you, in prison. You weren't, even, you weren't even the one armed, right? Pardon me? You weren't no, even I, armed. I wasn't armed at all. Yeah. And the guy who was armed had a license. He was a security guy. He was given his license by the state of Nevada. So you get a 33-year yeah. sentencing, right? Yeah. For, How do you even react to that? I always say, for what? What did if I People do? said that that was the judge like went harsh on you. Do you think that was too harsh of a sentence? Harsh? I think people would oh, agree with on. that. Everybody knew what that was about. So, you know. So what's, what's your mindset when you hear that? Uh, you know, I, I'm a firm believer uh, in the legal system. Um, I think you could disagree with it, but either you're going to honor it or you're not going to honor it. Um, I was convicted by a jury. Um, uh, you know, I will question how in two trials, um, um, a civil trial and this trial, 24 jurors, not one was black that, you know, decided my outcome 
uh, that, that, that always kind of bothered me, but I do believe in the legal system. So once I was convicted, uh, when I got up to Love Lock, I told the juror, I told the, the, the DA, I mean, I'm sorry, the warden, I said, I'm going to be the best inmate you had, you've ever had here. And I think when it came time for me to get paroled, he pretty much made it clear, even though it was another, was another warden by then, but they all made it pretty clear that uh, I honored the outcome and, you know. You can't say you're an American, you believe in the legal system. We see it all the time now. Yeah. You can't say that. And then you dog, when you don't like the outcome, you dog it, mm. right? Obviously, I didn't like this outcome. Uh, I didn't think I did anything wrong. Mm. Both of the uh, victims didn't think I did anything wrong. They thought I shouldn't have been the guy to go. But we, once again, we all know what that was about. Yeah. And But I was convicted by a jury. Yeah. So um, I felt it was important that I honored that. So, uh, so let's talk about those nine years, though. Okay. You've what, never talked about jail, too, right? Since no, you've been out? No. <laughs> what What was it like? Uh, it, it was, you know, prison is different than jail, you know? Yeah. Jail is horrible, if you ask me, right? Prison in the prison where I was at, it was called Love Lock. It was a couple of unusual things. One, it was... Uh, probably more whites than there were blacks and Hispanics combined. Uh, it was unusual in that probably 70% of the people there were there for some kind of sex crime, you know? So I don't know what that says about you guys. <laughs> but but uh, it was, you know, guys would all come up and they choose, you know, because most of the guys felt I shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. And they felt they would have punched the guys or done something with, with the guys. But I would tell them, look, man, I'm just going to do my time. I'm here to do my time. And I, you know, I'm not asking you why you're here. Uh, I don't want to talk about why I'm here. I just want to do my time and go home. Uh, it was um, for me because uh, early on, things, a couple of things that happened. Uh, where I ended up have, had to mediate some stuff. You, you, you going know. on with like other people and well, you know, you 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 know, in in prison you got Serenios, you got Nartaniels, uh, I mean, you got ADH, you got A Dubs. Yeah, <laughs> you, what is you this like gangs? Gang gangs? Names? Yeah, A Dubs is uh, Aaron Warriors. The Dubs is Warriors. Serenios uh, 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 are mostly. Southern California guys, uh, Hispanics and North Daniels are Northern California guys. Uh, we had a real nice uh, athletic program there. And uh, um, because I was coaching a team mm-hmm. uh, and I loved a softball team. Uh, you didn't I, play? No, no. That doesn't make any sense. Well, my knees, my knees are gone. I got a bad elbow. Only thing I do is swing a golf club (laughs) (laughs) with me. But I coached these old guys because there was a team called the Braves and they were Mexicans or Hispanic, but they were Mexicans. And they had won three years in a row and they had been undefeated the previous two years. So I had this group of guys. It was uh, like five white guys, uh, four or five. Hispanics, four or five black guys, and all kind of older guys, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm coaching them, and uh, um, we made it to the championship against the Braves. And um, I, I got to tell you, it's one of the highlights of my life. Uh, 
I remember it was a sixth game. We got cheated out of the sixth game, and a couple of the guys on my team, uh, the hell with these guys. I quit. I don't. I'd say, man, look, come on, guys, you, you're going to get to play a seventh game. Mm-hmm. Who's ever got to play in a seventh game? How, how's like serious was this taken? Like very, very yeah, serious. Yeah, sounds like a yeah. pretty serious. Oh, yeah, it was baseball league. Yeah, yeah. Well, the basketball too, and soccer, but this is softball, and. Um, you know, I talk to my guys and say, come on, man, we're going to play this uh, this game. And in the seventh inning of the seventh game, we won the game. And you would see this group of, hey, let's face it, murderers, rapists, you know, robbers, running to the mound, jumping up and down like, like literally 12-year-olds. <laughs> These guys were so happy. And it was an interesting day because – the the system, the jail system knew it. They brought the guys over from what they call um, uh, uh, high intensity, uh, you know, the protected guys. They brought that yard over and they stood at attention. So the entire prison was watching this game. This is kind of uh, crazy. But like, was, are you recruiting guys or? No, no. It's just, you know, they, they had this team and they asked me to coach them. And I just coached them. Yeah. Nice. And what year do you think, like, how far into your uh, sentence was this? Maybe the third year. Okay. So what else were you doing there to, like, stay busy? Well, my job was at the gym. When I first got there, I they put you in, um, like, protective custody. And I, I had to argue with the warden that put me on the main yard. I don't want to be in protective custody. And he's, you know, he would say, say uh, you don't uh, – <laughs> you don't know these guys, uh, OJ. These guys, I said, man, I didn't grow up in Brentwood. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't grow up in Brentwood. I, I probably know these guys as well as you know these guys. Now, all the guys knew me. Most of the guys were uh, sports fans. And uh, I was probably the most easily protected guy there. Yeah, nobody, really. nobody ever got out of line with me. I remember there was a buddy of mine there and. Uh, we call him Bellagio because he had robbed the Bellagio. I don't know if y'all remember with the yeah, of course. motorcycle helmet and all of that stuff. And he was playing for uh, uh, another team and and coaching and playing. And we got into an argument at the third baseline, right, uh, over a play. And he's kind of yelling at me and I'm yelling at him. But while I'm yelling at him, I could see all of these brothers running across the yard, right? And I realized, hey, uh, something's about to happen, right? So I had to say, guys, guys, God, no, no, man, come on, man. It's, we're just arguing about this play, right? We're not they were arguing coming to about back you up? Yeah, yeah. But, but my, my guys were the shot callers for the Serenios, shot callers for all the guys, you know. Uh, we had a situation where we had this, this black guy, I guess. They had what they call a store, you know, on store day. You could buy stuff, you know, ramen numerals and stuff. A lot of guys got money, so they buy a lot of stuff. And then they sell it during the week. Mm. You know, when I first got there, cigarettes was, uh, you know, uh, uh, the the money, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Then they stopped smoking after about three years and then became stamps, became the thing. And this... uh, this brother, we knew he stole this little Hispanic guy's store. And we knew it because that night, 
you smell popcorn all over. <laughs> Him and his guys, they got popcorn. So the next day I noticed that in one of the other units, outside of units, that a lot of the uh, Hispanic guys were getting together. So it was apparent what was going to happen, right? My celly was a guy named Smoke, and he was a shot caller. And I said, Smoke, you know, man, get them together. And I, I said, look, guys, I will pay for everything and replace everything that this guy stole. But y'all can't, you know, y'all can't take it beyond that because we're going to get locked down. Yeah. We'll be locked down for a month. We won't be playing softball. We'll be stuck in our rooms, you, you know. And uh, I think that, not it wasn't what I was trying to do, but that put me in a position from that point on when there was things going on. Uh, I would be the guy that they would come to kind of mediate. For so sure. what nothing the happened? Was. Nothing happened nothing in happened. the end? Nothing happened. Yeah. So you're like the godfather. of like Well, I don't want to call myself the godfather, but most of the time what you end up doing is saying you and you go in the room and just the two of you, and they'll go in the room and they'll tat one another up and they come out and more than not, they'll shake hands and it's over. Yeah. You know, uh, opposed to you get in it and his friend helps him. The problem was sometimes, like, let's say you got a big black guy and you got a little Hispanic guy. One thing I'll tell you about the Hispanic guys, they will fight. Yeah. They will fight <laughs> if they have to fight, right? Um, so you couldn't let the two of them go. So you'd get the shot caller for, the, for that <laughs> Wait, group. Wait, so you'd make it an even fight? Yeah, he would have to have his sergeant of arms of his home group take his guy so you're like the godfather you're like the coach no, you're, like the like the you're like the dana white <laughs> i was too. just the guy that they came to to kind of mediate because i i wasn't taking any sides well, what was your relationship on the other side with like the warden and the guards well they they all you know i only had one problem with a guard and all the time i was there um i mean the warden pretty both wardens that were there pretty much let me know that they thought i got a raw deal <laughs> you know um but what am I going to do? Yeah. I was convicted. I'm here. And all I can do is try to be the best inmate I could be. Do you think you got any, like, special treatment just based off your status and who you are? No, are? there was no, no, no. I, you know, I, I, I didn't have one write-up in all the time I was there. You know, I was, I was me. I, was, I do what I always do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, no, I didn't, uh, I didn't have any write-ups. Uh, 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 and you got guys who try to hustle. You know, I got tons of mail, tons of mail. So what I would do on Sundays, I uh, get this be a group of guys, and we go in this one room, and I throw all the mail out, and they would take their portion of the mail because they were all looking to get, you know, uh, uh, male buddies, um, girl male partners, yeah, and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, what's a male? What's a male girl partner? No, I, I didn't. I, I probably just didn't word that right. Oh. Uh, they were they were looking for uh, photos of a girl, you know, people to write them. Oh, okay. most of these guys got nobody. Right. Yeah. And uh, so they would get um, uh, the letters, and uh, unfortunately, you would have a couple of guys would try to hustle me, uh, and hustle the girls because a lot of the letters. If I could do anything for you, OJ, let me know. Blah blah blah. And girls were writing you that. Pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and they send uh, you pictures too? Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting nudes in jail? Uh, I can't say nudes because the, the, the prison actually reads your mail. 
Yeah, the know, warden takes a but, look first. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, they, he keeps they, some for himself. Yeah, they, no, I would. I, I didn't trust any of it. You know. Yeah. Uh, you get catfish like the Notre Dame guy did. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I never believed any of the pictures, even though I did. I have since met one of the girls that had written me and had sent me pictures, and uh, she's everything that. Did any you know, of these? Wow. Any of these girls come and visit you? I, I wouldn't have taken them. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have accepted the visit. Anybody like come and visit you? You were surprised or like? No, all, all you know, all my friends came, family and friends. You know, the ones I expected. Yeah, they all came. Was there anything scary? Any scary moments in jail that you witnessed? Like not necessarily involving you, but just anything you kind of witnessed, like fights or crazy well, shit. You know, you've seen fights. Uh, <sighs> I don't know how to word this, uh, but we call love like Prisneyland. Prisneyland? Yeah. Okay. Because it, it you know, uh, in this state, you got Ely and High Desert, where you can get shivved at any time. It wasn't the case at Lovelock. What was interesting about Lovelock is that it probably had more lifers than any other prison. And that would make you naturally think, uh, that it would be super dangerous. Yeah, it's, that's what. But it wasn't because these guys knew this is the best they ever going to have. It. The lady who cooked for us, she tried real hard to make sure the food was good. We had so much freedom. I mean, you during the course of the day, you're out of your cell or out of your unit uh, far more than you're in it. We had basketball league, senior basketball league, uh, soccer league, softball league. Uh, volleyball league. Uh, we even had an Olympics uh, during the course of the year. So these guys knew that this is the best they're going to ever have. Why, yeah, I was going to say, with all these serious convictions, why is it like it there? Why is it like this? I'm sorry. Like, was it? You said it's all murderers, rapists, all these serious. Like, well, mostly sex crimes. Well, but it seems hey, like look, it's. I, I can just tell you what what we thought was because it was mostly white. But that, <laughs> but know, it's so I, much freedom. I don't want to go there, but that—that's what we thought. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, it was uh, it was an experience. And that was was Let's that jail that in way. Vegas? No, no, it's no. it's in the middle of nowhere in Nevada or Cali. The, Nevada. Okay, it's up outside of Reno. Everyone's probably committed some sort of sex crime while they've been in Nevada, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be uh, common here. <laughs> I mean, pro- I mean, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 in Nevada. It's uh, it's hard to get to, and it's uh, as I said, because of so many sex crimes, uh, it, it's almost the only prison that these sex abusers could go to. Uh, I give you one example. This guy, he uh, he got dumped. He was up for parole, and he got dumped, uh, three year dump, I think. And he was so mad that he's he just said, told the warden he wants out. He wants to go down the high desert because his family all lives in Vegas. And it literally takes you about nine hours crisscrossing the state getting up to where Lovelock is. And so the, they kind of gave him a warning, but he still said, no, he wants to come to high desert uh, to be closer so his family can visit. And literally... Boys, this episode is sponsored by Shopify. 
Shopify is an all-in-one e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. If you're inspired to start a new business venture this year, you guys gotta try Shopify. Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your in-person or e-commerce business without the struggle. Shopify is the global e-commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. So whether you're offering custom stickers from Shopify's in-person POS system or selling sunglasses on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are in good hands. By now it's clear, you boys know that I love Shopify. We've used Shopify's e-commerce platform from the very beginning to sell full send and happy dad gear hosted on our website. My favorite thing about Shopify is no matter how big you wanna grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. They're truly a global force powering millions of entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. So boys, if you're thinking of starting a business, doing anything, get something going, you can go to shopify.com slash full send and sign up for a $1 per month trial, period. So all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash full send and take your business to the next level today. A month later, he was back and they had tatted him up. <laughs> they had tatted him up pretty good down in I desert. Damn. Because uh, in prison, they know what you did. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there's that in prison telegraph or whatever. They know what you did in a lot of prisons. You can't, um, uh, you, you know, you can't be a rapist, especially with kids uh, and stuff. So, yeah. How, I mean, did that make you feel like out of place being in that kind of situation with all these people? Well, I feel out of place. Yeah. <laughs> I was out of place to begin with, but you know, you try not to ask guys. Me personally, I don't want to ask guys. It's some of them you know because you saw them on TV. Mm -hmm. And you, I, I took a, a course. You, you take these various courses, and there's this one course called Victim Impact, to where you have to uh, uh, write to your victim, and you get up in front of everybody, and, and you have to say, what you would say to your victim. It was a hard class for me because I thought I was a victim. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but this one guy, we call him Big Ten, which he didn't like, but I don't know. This this is cable? What is this? YouTube. YouTube, okay. Fuck him was our attitude because uh, uh, in that class, he said uh, the boy was a Big Ten. Yeah, but he was a Big Ten. And at that point, I walked out of the class. I mean, and the lady had to, the lady who was teaching the class said, to, you know, said you can't do that. You got to stay in there. I said, I can't hear this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't listen to this guy. And yeah. uh, so you do, you, you know, you do see situations. Uh, you've seen them on TV or you've seen them somewhere and you, you know, you just, hey man, stay away from me. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What, what, what other things did you do in there to do like, Keep busy. Is there any other hobbies well, you picked I, up? I, I worked at the gym, so I started my day. I normally didn't go to breakfast. I, uh, you know, I, uh, I would buy milk and cereal, and uh, you can buy ice, and you had an ice chest, so your milk will last three or two or three days. So uh, I'd go straight to the gym. I, I worked in the gym with about 12, 15 guys 
and uh, we get the gym ready. And, uh, uh, you know, we worked in it. That's what we did. And then we uh, man- managed a lot of the games. I, I would have to uh, clean all the weight, you know, you know, spray it, spray it all down and everything. And uh, uh, that's essentially was my job. Then um, by the time lunch came around, you can do pretty much what you want. You know, the yard was uh, always open. Uh, uh, it's interesting. I, there was this guy, he was from Texas. And evidently he had something to do with the, uh, the A-dubs, you know, the, maybe the original mm-hmm. A-dubs. And uh, he, he was a Texan, and I don't know why he was there, but I guess they were getting him away from, from, uh, from Texas, you know. And A-dubs are the Aryan warriors, and they're the uh, probably most militant of the Aryan groups. Well, he never really spoke to me. I didn't speak to him. But, you know, I, I'd be cleaning this stuff. He'd come up, pump some iron. He, it was pretty cool. Then one day he said to me, uh, out of the blue, I mean, after about a year, he said, man, I don't know how you do it. Uh, I, I just looked at him. He says, you know, I, I had an argument with my old lady that you didn't get beat up here. And she wouldn't believe me because she says it was on TV and it's in the media. <laughs> that you were getting beat up? Yeah, that, the National Enquirer and TMZ had so many stories about me, right? Uh, it's funny because there was a, about 15 banks of phones on the yard, uh, 15 phones. And if I told you how many times when I'm walking the yard, guys would say, hey, man, 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 tell my old lady nobody beat you up. Hey, man, tell- <laughs> guys be arguing with the old ladies said, because they would be writing all these crazy stories, you know, about me getting, almost getting shivved and I'm crying on the yard because uh, these guys were attacking me. At one point, I had a gay gang that protected me. I mean, it, it, it's just crazy. But anyway, the guy said to me, he says, I, I don't know how you do it. I mm. said, man, I just don't pay any attention to it. You personally never had any confrontations in there? No, no I mean, I had an argument or two yeah. over some stupid thing, but uh, never where it reached a point where there could be a confrontation. And I think most of the guys knew that uh, it wouldn't be good for them to yeah. have a confrontation with me. For sure. Why? Because uh, so many friends, so many of the shot callers were my guys. Did that nine years? Going into that, did you when when did you think that you'd be eligible for parole? Because it was supposed to well, be thirty three, right? I, I was at I think with two and a half three years when California ruled it was my property. So when California ruled it was my property and gave it to me, I figured I was coming home. Well, but going I, in, you thought you were going in for thirty three years, right? No, I knew it was nine to thirty three. Okay. So I um, hope springs eternal, <laughs> you know. Uh, it, it was just, who knew? Right. Uh, I was shocked that I was there. Uh, I, I, as I sit here with you today, I don't get how I can go to a room that I was invited to by this resale guy. I can walk in the room and see my personal property. I yelled at the guys. I didn't threaten them. Both of the guys made it clear. OJ didn't threaten us. And how did they get your personal property? Moving. Okay. I moved from California to uh, Miami. Mm. Um, at one point when we were in Miami, 
every time I used to do interviews, I would uh, get Elway, Marino, or whatever to sign a ball for my son. Mm-hmm. And when we were moving, we took all the air out of the balls and put them in a the trunk. Uh, when we got to Florida, my son would say, Dad, uh, all the balls are gone. You know? Um, but what am I going to do? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to raise two kids. I've just left California. I've moved to Florida. Uh, and I asked this one guy who they claim they got it from. I, I'm not going to say his name. I don't get on, get on anybody sure. anymore. Uh, I asked him, man, what happened to all of the stuff, man? There's a whole lot of stuff missing. And he said, uh, OJ, you know, your sister had those Mexicans, you know, at the, at the warehouse doing that. And they, you know, what, what, you know, what do I know? What am I going to say at this point? You know, my only thing on my mind was I'm trying to raise two kids. Yeah. You know, uh, so, hey, it's gone. Right. But now, these years later, when, uh, when, when, when uh, Richel sends me pictures of the stuff that they got, and gives me an idea who did it. Got to understand, these guys are guys that I did book reports with their kids. Uh, w- one guy, the main guy that was in that room when his mother was dying from cancer, she's a big fan of mine. So by once a week, I'd call her and sing, the very thought of you, and, and she'd just laugh, you know. And I would call her and sing to her. Uh, I was a f- friend, mm-hmm. and you stealing from me and selling my property of course i was pissed off yeah you know but hey did that nine years in jail like when you look back on it did it does it feel like a blur or like does it feel like a chapter yeah i don't it it it, you know it 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 doesn't feel like it was a long time you know i mean when you're doing the same thing every day over and over and over it all becomes the same thing yeah you, you know what I mean? Uh, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Can I pop one of these? Of course, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Okay. Yeah. You ever Pretty tried good. a seltzer before? Say what? Have you ever tried a seltzer? So it's uh, not a beer, right? Yeah. It's a hard seltzer. It's, it's pretty good. But anyway, these are guys who were my friends. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, it something was, that's it just it was it just hurt. I mean, it really did hurt me. Well, I mean, from what we've heard, it sounds like everyone kind of agrees the the sentencing was unfair. Yeah. But something that keeps sticking with me is how you talk about the softball championship was so big. Oh, it was so it was such a high. You want to go back and let's talk about USC. Okay. And just how, I mean, obviously that that had to be bigger than. The championship. Oh, yeah. Won in the national championship my first year. That, see, when I, I came to USC as a second semester sophomore. It was uh, February when I got there and I ran track and we won the national championship indoor and outdoor. And I was on the, the record breaking four by 100 relay team. We shattered the Olympic record and the world record. So we won. This is before you played football? Yeah, this is before football season. So I, I was a track guy. Yeah, too. yeah. Yeah. So we had uh, we had won both indoor and outdoor track championships. And for me, that was, you know, terrific, you know. Uh, and then football, we ended up winning the national championship in football, which was just 
at that point, uh, maybe the highlight of my career, mm-hmm. you know, I was watching uh, old highlights of you at USC and it's just like, it's pretty incredible to watch. Yeah. Like, it's uh, insane. Just like all the runs and like, you're literally just like a fucking snake. Just like, uh, it's yeah, crazy. Well, we beat UCLA for the, for what essentially was a national championship because they, um, who was quarterback at UCLA? Gary B. Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he won the, he beat me out for the Heisman that yeah. year. And, uh, he, uh, I was a fan of his, he was from Northern California. I'm a, Northern California boy, San Francisco, and I cheer for all Northern California guys, uh, Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Edelman, Northern California guys, I cheer for all of them, you know. But anyway, we won the national championship, and then there's some IU guys in the room. Yeah. Uh, We played uh, IU uh, in the Rose Bowl that year, my first year, and the, the Vegas line was that I would outscore their team. And I did have two touchdowns, and they only had six points. <laughs> this was in the Rose Bowl? In the Rose Bowl, yeah. Whoa. What was it like going to USC? It was unbelievable. You know, I never thought I could go to a school like USC. Uh, I only went to college was, I was, um, we finished high school football uh, in December, I guess, end of December. And my, uh, um, um, my best friends all kind of quit school. Mm-hmm. You know, Al Cowlings, you know, yeah. driving the Bronco. Uh, Ronnie Patterson. Uh, but my mother wouldn't let me quit school. So uh, I'm a... Uh, that spring, Ronnie Patterson didn't wait. They had the two friends program. And me and my buddy Al, we were going to go in together. Uh, they say you can serve together if you, if you go in together uh, back then. Um, Ronnie went in, went to camp, went to Vietnam, and by June, I think he was back at Veteran Hospital minus the leg, and he was screwed up. I mean, he was totally screwed up. And uh, I, we went and saw him, and I left the Veteran Hospital and went straight to City College uh, because you can, if you were in college, you didn't get drafted. Yeah. You know? So I went uh, straight to City College, tried to find the coach to see. I knew it was late to get, you know, registered, but I was all city, so I figured he could get me in. And they got old to him at home, and he got me in City College. And uh, as they say, the rest is kind of history. <laughs> well, so you win the Heisman, then you go number yeah. one in the draft. Yeah. Something I don't, I don't understand is your first coach with the Bills, right? Oh yeah, John like, Rogers. Everyone knows you're the guy that gets the ball, you can run, and he tries to turn you into a wide receiver. Yeah, he's got Why is that not around. like talked about or how do you how do you react to that when you're yeah, like, Yeah, were Bro. you pissed? Because you have a shitty coach and you're stuck in uh, Buffalo. Yeah, and Buffalo's worst team in football. That's how they got the first pick. That's how they got me. Yeah. Um, no, this is John Rouch. I don't know what it was. He he was the Raider coach. And I guess the Raiders they, they may have gone to the Super Bowl and lost, I believe. Well, that's the second Super Bowl. In any event. He quit the Raiders because Al Davis got all the yeah. yeah. So I think once he got to Buffalo, he wanted it to be about him. And all they were talking about is me, right? So me and a guy named Paul McGuire, <laughs> a punter, uh, we used to talk about which one of us that he hate the most, uh, Paul or I. And uh, 
He just had it in for me. Why? You know, what do you I, think? I have absolutely no idea. Now you got to understand the Raiders, they weren't a halfback running team. All their great running backs were fullbacks and they were a passing team. And that's the team he wanted to uh, uh, develop there. Well, then uh, why do you draft a running back first overall? Well, I don't think he, he drafted me. I, it, I think it was John Got I mean, it. Ralph Wilson that drafted me. Did you talk to his wife a little too long at like the draft party no. or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was uh, it was apparent that uh, I just wasn't his cup of tea, you know. And so I went two or three years there in Buffalo. Just did you ever think, you know, yo, I got to go to this guy and say, "Give me the ball," or? Oh, well, you say that all the time. Yeah. You, you, you know, but, you know. Did it ever make like, you want to quit football? It was a whole different, it was a whole, yeah, yeah. It was a whole different, uh, it's a whole different thing then, you know. You couldn't, uh, I um, I was ready to quit after three years. And Rune Arledge is going to put me on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. So I I actually did the original tour with Keith Jackson and Howard Cosell for Monday Night Football. I was working for ABC. Yeah. Uh, ABC hired me uh, before the Bills hired me. So I was working for them. Um, and I was going to say, hey, quit. I'll do Monday Night Football. Do you remember what your bag was back then when you got selected first overall? Your signing bonus and all that? It was Nothing? Nothing. It was uh, 50000 or something like that. But you got to understand, back then it was a different day, yeah. different time. Uh, uh, guys weren't making that much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, nothing like they, they do now. Yeah. You, you know, well, uh, you had... By the time I retired, I was making like twice as much sure. than I guess it would have been Joe Namath, twice as much as the next guy. Right. Uh, uh, um, so then you have that breakout year. You break Jim Brown's record. Yeah. And how much, how did that change your life off the field? Well, the year before, uh, when I was going to retire, uh, uh, a guy named Hargan, who was head of uh, PR, he came to LA and he told me, OJ, look, we got, uh, we're going to bring Lou Saban back. And I know Lou Saban was a good coach, especially for a running back. So uh, the year before, even though we weren't a good team, I led the league in rushing. Oh, shit. I, I led the league in rushing. Then he brought in some linemen and he told uh, all of the wide receivers to put cages on their helmets because we're putting our money on this guy, pointing at me, right? And uh, that became the 2,000-yard season. Now, I never thought about 2,000 yards. Reggie McKenzie did. He was talking about it all the time. As the year went on, obviously, the break Jim Browns, you know, was was something because Jim, I knew Jim. Uh, I... uh, you know, used to play a little basketball up at his house. Uh, used to play chess. And if anybody knows Jim, Jim is, he's not the easiest guy. <laughs> I mean, who was, who was winning? Pardon me? Were you beating him in one-on-one or chess? Uh, nah, not in basketball. I couldn't beat him one-on-one. I beat him the first time I played him in chess. And uh, maybe the worst thing I ever did because <laughs> then, then you can't quit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. You, you got to keep playing, right? But um, years ago when I was a kid, I ran in the gym after a 49er game and I, uh, me and my buddies at an ice cream shop outside of Keysar Stadium and I told them I was going to break all his records, right? Uh, uh, you know, they told that story. So um, as year went on that year, I'm looking at, I can see that I got a chance of, 
of getting Jim, right? I'm not thinking 2,000 yards. Only Reggie McKenzie was thinking that, but all those last two games, I had two huge games. Mm-hmm. And uh, What was it like living in Buffalo? You hated it, right? It, it, was, it was different, especially then. It was... Uh, do you ever cross up into Canada? I'm from I'm from Toronto. Oh, do you? you ever cross the border or no? Oh yeah, all the time. You went to Toronto? Yeah, I went to what'd Toronto. What'd you do there? Anything? Rail, the underground railroad was a restaurant and stuff. Because Toronto's like there. a lot better than Buffalo. Yeah, back Toronto, then certainly. Well, even now, yeah. Toronto's pretty fire. Buffalo's gotten all right. Buffalo's a little better than it once was. Uh, no, we went to we went over to Toronto. I actually, yeah, we went over to Toronto. What'd you do there? We went to Hamilton. Yeah, we went there and went out to clubs and stuff. Uh, we had a couple of guys that when we cut them, they got picked up by the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Okay. You know, back then, a Canadian team could have like three Americans oh, on shit. the team. Oh, really? Yeah. They had to limit that to make it fair? Yeah, back then. Yeah, I don't know. It might be like that now. I'm, I'm not on Probably. Sure. We compete CFL in some sports and like, it's, <laughs> no. it's I don't not even think fair. Canadians American CFL, versus man. Canadian. Um, something I found interesting is when you broke that record, you gave every lineman like a, a bracelet, right? Yeah. And you put engraved the total team rushing. Yeah, because we broke the we broke the the league record for team rushing also. Yeah. But you didn't include anything about yourself. So what where did you develop that like this isn't just about me, it's about everybody? It's like well, a big leadership thing football too. Football is a team thing. I, I always liked team sports. Uh uh when I was a young kid, I would come to Vegas and work for my uncle, and he was a trainer. And he kept trying to get me to box. And uh, um, I was boxing this uh, big Mexican guy. Everywhere I hit him hurt me, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. And he kept telling me to stop, stop and fight, stop and fight. And I just, I wasn't into that, (laughs) you know. So um, I grew up uh, in San Francisco. They have a great parks and recreation system. Uh, I was a baseball player, and that's what I wanted to be, Willie Mays. Uh, he was my hero. And uh, Ernie Banks is my cousin. You know, so it was all about, you know, baseball, and it's it was all about team sports. I've always been a team sports guy. Got it. And yeah. isn't that after that season all the endorsements start coming in? Yeah, well, actually, endorsements came in. I played in a Rose Bowl against Ohio State, and they beat us. Uh I flew the next day to Hawaii and the following day played no a hula bowl because that's the way the week kind of fell. I got back to LA and my the guy I was going to use as an agent said uh, 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 Chevrolet, you know, John DeLorean was running Chevrolet and that Chevrolet is made us an offer and RC Cola's made us an offer and uh, uh knowledge that ABC wants to talk to us. So I literally was signing those, those deals like within a month of uh, the Rose Bowl. Uh, what I remember most about it is Jess Hill, who's the USC athletic director, called me in and told me they were taking me off scholarship. <laughs> really? Because I was not going to make money and you can't make money and be on scholarship. Of course, my argument was uh, I, I finished my football obligation. Yeah, this is why you're at USC, right? Yeah, USC. I said, I've finished my uh, football obligation. I don't get it. But 
did did any like boosters ever approach you? Boosters? Yeah, like USC. No, I I met some. Uh, I'm you know obviously I met boosters and back then you sell your tickets and stuff like that because you got X amount of tickets. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first actually the first money I got uh, was when I came back from Hawaii. There was a, a an envelope from Bob Hope. Mm-hmm. And it was $5,000 in the uh, 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 envelope because I had done a Bob Holt special. And, uh, you know, uh, that was the first money of any consequence I'd ever had in my life. Got it. I saw at that time, too, that's when the whole the racism thing was going on and all the Olympic athletes were like kind of taking a stand. Yeah, that was tough because I knew all of those guys. I, uh, in junior college, uh, uh, Tommy Smith. Lee Evans, uh, John Carlos. These are all guys I ran against, you know, all through junior college and even at USC. And uh, I remember Harry Edwards was always pushing guys to, to you know, uh, take a stand. And uh, I think a lot of us was just, my stand was I wanted to get my mother a house. I wanted to get my mother out of the projects, get her a house, right? <laughs> that was the stand that I was taking. I think that stuff still goes on today, though, right? There's a lot of yeah. pressure with athletes to kind of— A lot of pressure, yeah. So what made you not want to not, not want to like be part of that at that time? Well, it wasn't that I didn't want to be part of it. I mean, I, I went to events, you know, supporting it, and I certainly supported uh, uh, Lee Evans. I mean, I'm sorry, Tommy— Smith and John Carlos, but even they'll tell you that many of the people who pushed them a little bit into that sort of disappeared, um, you know, when it was over and when they really needed some help, you yeah. know, they sort of disappeared. But um, there was all kind of guy, you know, people forget how many people were in the Olympics. Sure. People forget George Foreman walked around with the American flag. So it wasn't like everybody there they're fighting uh, the the racial thing. I mean, it is crazy because you think about it. You pretty much were the first like African American athlete. That's you're the face of Chevrolet. Yeah. You yeah. got RC Cola, Hertz. So did you think of that as like I'm changing the game, or was it just more like well, I, I gotta... felt that I I couldn't screw up. Uh-huh. I definitely felt that way that I I couldn't get in trouble. You know, uh, you can't screw up. You can't get in trouble. Uh, I was I was well well aware. Of how many people were looking at me. Yeah. What do you think it was about your character that made them so drawn to you? Um, I like people. <laughs> yeah. I think I got a good sense of humor. I like people. Uh, you know. So then at that point. I, and I didn't take myself too seriously. Yeah. Were you always you like know? that growing up? Like, did you always have that yeah, like, natural well, they, likability? Yeah, that's what all my coaches used to always say. You know, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I don't know where you were going from here, but it's like, we were talking about the Donald, right, today. And I always said, that's what I always liked about the Donald. The Donald that I knew, not the president, but the guy I knew, said he had a great sense of humor. He could laugh at himself. He told great stories. How, <laughs> how did you two, like, he was like link? Just just around, you know, in New York. I lived in New York doing NFL Live. And um, we kind of had the same tastes in ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and, what was that uh, taste at the time? Oh, well, hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> models. For, for models, models, because he knew, uh, you know, Eileen Ford. I knew Eileen Ford, uh, 
I had dated Maude Adams for a while, one of her top models. And we found ourselves at a lot of those type of events. So you and Trump are like kind of like wingmen sometimes. Well, I, I would say we were. Um, that would be a pretty deadly duo. We Trump were. And yeah. <laughs> Don't use that, that word. At okay. that time, yeah. uh, We were what I would call. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were f- very friendly acquaintances. And I got to tell you, I liked him. I liked him a lot. I thought he was really, really funny when I was in camp. And uh, and he was first running for president. And, you know, a lot of guys were saying he was a racist. I said, well, you know, I never really saw him as a, as a racist. I saw him as an elitist. He was a guy that if you got money and you're doing well, he was cool with you no matter what color you were. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's sort of how I saw him. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about President Donald Trump. Sure. I'm just talking about this guy that were, I knew back then. You were a groomsman at his wedding, right? Pardon me? Were you in his wedding? Yes. Yes, I was at his wedding. And uh You were a I kind of sat with the not really. I kind of sat with the family though. Yeah. Wow. Do you remember what year that was? Uh that would have been like uh ninety four. Okay. Yeah. Who was at that wedding? Um Was it Clinton, was Hillary Clinton there? Uh <laughs> I believe so. Uh who all, uh, like that must name, have been star-studded. Yeah, my my, my date was Tony Katane <laughs> at the at the and uh, you know Howard was there. Stern, I I was on the board of directors of Infinity, so in a way I was sort of like Howard's, you know, the guy above Howard Stern's guy. Uh, you know, wow. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say boss, but you know, uh, damn. Howard was there, and Howard was always in love with Tony. It was kind of funny because he was talking to Tony when I walked up. God bless her soul. And uh, he introduced Tony and I. And we got into this soulful kiss, her and I. <laughs> and he's looking at us. He said, oh, you guys know each other. Don't you? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, he's a legend. Yeah. Uh, you like him, Howard? Yeah. He was, he was, you know, Howard was Howard. Howard what was, do you uh, think? Like, and when did you get drawn to like this? Because you obviously became an actor, but what what drew you to that Hollywood like lifestyle and it, it was, who kind of brought you USC. there? Yeah, you know uh, uh, George Lucas was my TA yeah. in Cinema One Ninety. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, in the summer uh, I, I worked at the studios as an extra, and they get you bumps by reading a line and stuff. Even to this day, you would see USC guys getting more TV gigs even in sports and anybody, you know? Uh, so um, that's what started it. I was, um, uh, they were, uh, I was holding out for the, for the bills and they were doing this show called Medical Center with Chad Everett. And they asked me would I be interested in playing this character. Uh, and hey, hell, hell, why not? Right. So they made me read for some CBS people. And I read. They said, okay, he can play the character. Turned out they made it. It was supposed to be the seventh episode. They ended up making it the premiere episode of the show. And I got good reviews. And then uh, uh, when I came back from Buffalo, uh, a neighbor of mine was Annette Punicello and Jack Chilardi. And uh, our kids played. So Jack and I would. When I walked the neighborhood, sometimes we talk. And uh, we went out to dinner once, and Erwin uh, Allen was casting The Towering Inferno. And we were at a place called Pips. And, and they were having a problem because they wanted Steve McQueen to be this architect. 
Steve McQueen didn't want to be the architect. He wanted to be the fireman, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which they worked out. And, uh, and um, um, Jack said to Erwin, what about him? You got a part for him? Oh, he said, yeah, I think I got just a part for him. Yeah. So I ended up getting in that show. Uh, and then every all season when I came home, there was a movie. I'd go to Africa or uh, Rome. Or it was it was nice, you know. I want to ask about Trump, too. You said you liked him as a friend, but not as a president. What did you not like about him as a president? Uh, you know, when I say I, I like a lot of his po- politics, a lot of his stuff. You know, I didn't like this whole wall thing because I thought it was going to be a waste of money. Um, there's something that's divisive. And... Uh, I didn't know him to be that that divisive kind of guy, but I I don't think anybody could really argue uh, the fact that he's been kind of divisive. He's definitely divisive, yeah. Yeah, I I honestly even if you like felt, him, I like I, him, but yeah, yeah, he's I, definitely divisive. Yeah, who cheats more, you or Trump? People, <laughs> I've heard I've heard you guys both cheat. <laughs> I I can't say I ever saw him cheat. I can't say that. What he said about you? I played with Clinton and. Uh, the thing about Clinton was anytime there was a really bad shot, one of the guys would say, oh, Mr. President, I was moving in your shot. Oh, Mr. President, I, I was talking. And then you know, he drop a ball and he had, a, he had another shot. We had Trump on the podcast, too. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I got to play golf with him, too. And they kind of do the same thing yeah. with him, too, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think it's him cheating, but if he'll hit a ball, like, it's fucking in the woods. Yeah. And then someone will drive up and drop one and be like, I found it, Mr. President. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, he shit. wasn't Mr. President when I was playing. Right. See, did, so He got a hole in one before that, right? Yeah, he got a hole in one. With the last two. I think where it was either. You witnessed it? Yeah. You witnessed Trump get a hole in one? Yeah. Was it yeah. just what? you two or were there, was oh, it a force? No, there was other people. I think it was a Dan Marino golf tournament. Okay. And uh, in, in uh, is that Fort Lauderdale or Hollywood, wherever that golf course? No, I saw him get a hole in one. Holy shit. That's, That's pretty No, he's, 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 I mean, he's he can play he, golf. He can play. He can play golf. What's your handicap like? Like, what are you shooting? Well, before I got this sciatic problem with my back, uh, I was playing two and eight. Right now, I don't I have a clue. I got, I got some issues right now. <laughs> you still play a lot of golf right now, or yeah, no. Nah, before this back, I play. I play Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Uh, I play Wednesdays and Saturdays now until I can straighten up this 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 back issue that what, I have. What is like your day to day or week to week kind of like life like right now? What, well, what are you doing you know, on like a daily uh, basis? Mondays, I. Uh, Mondays, I it's kickback day for me. I mean, I'll play golf sometimes on Mondays. Tuesday is a total pay bills kickback. Wednesday, I play golf with a in a group. Uh, it's about forty or fifty golfers, and on Wednesday, we'll probably have fifteen or twenty of the guys. Thursday is I'm on the couch. I'm a couch potato. <laughs> uh, uh, I go out Thursday nights. Uh, where? Um, well, you're actually in one of my spots. This is right a spot? There. Yeah. This is one of my spots. What's so fire yeah. about this spot? That one, the food's good, the women are gorgeous. Um, uh, good music. Uh uh and, and it's it's an upscale place. It's nice. Nice. Yeah. And then Friday uh, the weekend rolls around. Friday Friday I could be a bum on Fridays. Uh Saturday I play golf and I go out Saturday night and we I go to cigar bar, cigar bar later on and have a cigar, but historic. I mean, normally I'm in bed by midnight. Yeah, 
I I I I I don't stay up late. Nice. I I, I, I I'm a pretty staid life. I don't do a whole hell of a lot. I think people wonder, like, how do you like make like a living now? Like, are you living off old money? Or are you like still making new money? Like, how no, do you no, make a living? Pension, pensions. Yeah. What's that mean? I live oh, on pension. my pension. Pension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you always got people after you for this, or after you for that, and uh, uh, no, basically pensions. I mean, look, I could go out and do a hundred things that people are always <laughs> trying to get me to do, but I'm my my life now is. You know, my mother told me that you reach a point in life where the only thing that really matters are your kids. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm at that point where, the, <laughs> where my kids and my grandkids are the only things that that, that really matters. And uh, fortunately, my my son is here in Vegas with, with my granddaughter, and my other son and my daughter they're here a lot, and my daughter. I got a daughter lives in Florida. Uh, she's actually out here now. So you know, I, I, uh, I, I'm fortunate. I, I have uh, four terrific kids. When you're yeah. out and about, do people ever like heckle you? Ever say anything negative towards you? Every, I mean, really, blue moon. I couldn't even tell you the last time. You know, um, no, I don't get heckled. Let's go back to that that Hollywood stuff because I know you have some crazy untold Hollywood stories, <laughs> some parties for sure. Yeah. Anything that you, yeah, you, you were told? like, you were like the man in in Hollywood, and no, I, it was a good time. You know, I I um, I got invited to everything. Yeah, back then, and Hollywood is uh, is Hollywood. You know, were you ever? And, were you ever like shocked or starstruck by anybody that was a fan of you? Well, you know, I did a movie with Sophia Lauren. And that would, that just blew me away, right? Mm-hmm. And her and I got to be good friends. Nothing romantic, nothing at all. But just she liked my personality. And I would go to their house in Rome and play poker with her and my cello, my striati. <laughs> it, was, it was really something. And then when I came back from uh, football, my agent told me that Sophia's doing another movie and she wants you in it. So then I did a second movie. Uh, with her, and I would say she was probably uh, the most uh, gracious and just terrific person I I'd ever met in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, she was she was great. Well, what yeah. about uh, how did, going off that? How did you and Kardashian become friends? Bob, uh, see, Bob's brother uh, was a cheerleader, a uh, song guy. Bob too at, the, at FC. They both went to FC before uh, before me, uh, and I actually met them playing tennis. I was a big tennis player. Tennis, is we fun. just picked we that just up. Been running tennis a lot. Yeah. So, so I, I've been. How was your game? I, I thought I was the best celebrity tennis player everywhere, anywhere back then. I but won so, everything. but you were actually good, or I was very good. Uh, you know, I won. I, uh, at the dinosaur thing that we did with Nabisco, I, um, uh, played with the rocket, me and the rocket played against the Armatrage brothers and beat them. I won in Monte Carlo with Prince Renier, but that was kind of easy because they wouldn't hit the ball hard at him. <laughs> uh, so you would play with, uh, with Kardashian a lot. So we played a lot and we played at Harry Rothschild's house and, uh, um, um, then Harry, uh, uh, let me see if I can get this straight in my, in my head. 
Harry went through a divorce and Elvis Presley went through a divorce. Uh, so uh, Elvis's wife uh, ended up buying um, Rothschild's house, right? And that's what we would play. That's before I got my court and before Bob them got their court. And uh, she would let us continue to play on the golf course. Uh, what people don't, nobody seemed to know is that uh, Bob Kardashian and Priscilla, they went out for about a year. Hmm. <laughs> they actually dated I'm just, for about I'm a just year. Like, That's Elvis Presley's wife? Yeah, Priscilla Presley. You know? I'm picturing Chris like coming to the tennis court in a tight skirt giving you guys water. No, no, no. When I met Chris, uh, I was and actually- Bob goes to the bathroom. You guys kind of chat a little bit on the no, court. No, 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 no. When I met, when we met Chris, Bob came home from New York and he said, and you got to understand, he was a total bachelor. Him and his brother, Bob and Tom, total bachelor. And Bob came home from a trip in New York once and said, I think I met the girl I'm, I'm American. She's an airline stewardess. And This uh, is while he's with Chris, right? Chris who? Jenner. All right, let's back up here. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were talking about Kardashian, no? We're talking Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. So Kardashian's coming back from a trip to New York. Got it. Meets an airline trip. stewardess. He meets an airline stewardess. Who is Chris? Mm. <laughs> you know, and he tells me he's met the girl he's going to marry. And it was Chris. Wow. And uh, I think we went out that night. Uh, all of us went out that night. And uh, hey, he ended up marrying Chris. How'd she look back then? But see, I don't, you know, you, you people have their types, right? Uh, I always thought Chris was a cute girl. She was really nice. Um, but, you know, I was, <laughs> I was dating, you <laughs> I was know, you dating know the, supermodels. <laughs> you know the rumor. You know the rumor. <laughs> yeah, but the rumor ain't true. It's, it's not even nowhere close to being true. No, it's just that I've never been attracted to her. And uh, I never suspected she was ever attracted to me. So, you know, that was that was never a case. Because, yeah, uh, people, pe some people think, like, you might be Khloe Kardashian's no, real dad. No, I'm not. Because, like, I'm Kim's, not. like, 5'5", five, five, Courtney's, like, 5'3", and then Chloe's like, 6'2". Well, I've, six I've foot seen two. the family say something about a cook or something, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't say that. I know. I, 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 I have no There's thing. a video of Chloe that just came out. She throws a football 40 yards. You seen that? She's still further than I can. No, I'm just kidding. She didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, Chris, uh, I don't know. Uh, Chris, when her and Bob started having trouble, uh, she would call me and Nicole. And uh, I, I, I don't, we were friends, and I don't think you share stuff when people are going through friend, friend, uh, a friend stage. But, and I've never really spoke about this publicly. It's been so uh, long, it's like you might uh, as well. Um, I was in the, we were in um, Palm Springs at the Nabisco um, sports, big, you know, it used to be Dinosaur and it's Nabisco and it's all these athletes, you know, that that's there from all these different sports. And, uh, and we're on the team Nabisco and uh, Chris now is with Bruce and, uh, I played golf. I was with Paula Barbieri, and I had my two young kids with me. And I had come back to play golf, and I sat at the pool, and Chris uh, came over and asked me if I was going to play golf tomorrow. And if I did, could I invite Bruce? Because Bruce is shy. 
And Bruce Steele never go and ask these guys, could you please um, invite him to play golf? I said, well, look, Paula's got to do a shoot up at Joshua Tree. So I don't, I, don't, I, I really don't think I'm going to play golf tomorrow. All right, next day come, breakfast, I'm at the pool. I'm reading a book. My kids are in the pool. The girls are in the pool. And Chris comes over, and she's with one of the Garvey girls, uh, uh, and says, OJ, are you going to play today? And I said, no, nah, you know, I got the kids here, the kids, and, you know, boom. And she says, OJ, we're here. And, you know, my kids knew Chris and Bob. They knew him real well, you know. Mm. She says, uh, my kids, uh, we're here. We'll watch. Sydney, did, she's got a phone. I mean, a key to the room. If they get tired, they'll go to the room. When we eat, we'll all come on. Bruce would love to play golf with you. Come on, you know. Well, I'm not the hardest guy in the world <laughs> talking to playing golf, right? And yeah. It's right. Our kids. Well, he's also the good. Uh, an Olympic athlete at that time, right? Yeah, but he, Bruce is a different different egg, as we now know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I go play golf with him. Um, get back. Everything is cool. Everything is great. A couple of years later, I'm fighting for custody of my kids. And Chris mm-hmm. is on, uh, I, I don't know if it was Katie Couric or The View. And uh, the conversation is me fighting for custody and what kind of father would I am I? And they asked her, and she said, well, all I can tell you is we're in Palm Springs once, and he took off and played golf and left his kids by themselves at the pool. Oh, shit. I think it's the last time anybody other than a family member dying or something that I literally cried. I mean, I, I cried. I, I, I thought I'd always been a great friend to Chris. I always liked her. You know, I always thought she was a good person. And at that time, I think they were just building the Kardashian name. And it it hurt. Yeah. It hurts now. Sure. <laughs> I'm sitting there getting emotional now. It hurts. Especially when it's your kids. These are my children. And you leave him on beg me to take this guy to go play golf <laughs> you yeah. know well we didn't we didn't get to play with bruce we played with caitlin but well, how was I don't Br- know how caitlin. was bruce's game uh bruce was a good athlete Cait- caitlin's game caitlin's pretty, pretty good too caitlin was good did, did he play better than me a lot better than yeah. you like you with can't T-box. even fucking yeah that's what she we... actually tried to play reds i put a stop to it though yeah, I, <laughs> I said yeah. get the fuck back to the blues <laughs> i'm telling you i uh i used to be a member of sherwood i actually at a few times took him to Sherwood to play. I was a, a member of Sherwood. Well, how, how was his game? And all my buddies that still were at Sherwood, uh, one day called me and they were pissed that, you know, this is supposed to be one of the world's great athletes and he's trying to play the women's tees. No. Yeah. No. The Reds. Yeah. And she can like bomb her driver too. He's saying back then that Caitlin, Bruce was Caitlin's trying to play the Reds though. No, he wasn't Bruce. This is when he Caitlin. became Caitlin. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it's money games, you might as well. Him. If it's money games, you might as well try to at least see if they'll. You no, know. he doesn't play money games. That. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. The problem with playing with him for me was uh, he's a little boring. Hmm. Very smart guy, um, um, but he didn't gamble. He didn't talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, my group of guys, we're from the Muhammad Ali School of Golf, right? We, we're talking crap, but yeah. not, not while you're swinging, but we, you know, we're doing, we're having a good time. Talking about did chicks. You, did you get a lot of action? Like, would you gamble on there a lot? 
Say what? Would you gamble on the course a lot? Back then, yeah. Any like big, big games um, with anybody? Pardon me? Like anybody crazy, any big games? Oh, we, we played a pretty healthy game, yeah. Were there ever any other athletes or like uh, actors that would come try and challenge you? Well, golf is not where they challenge you. You play golf, you got a handicap. I was at, you know, the Riviera Country Club was my country club and right. Sherwood for that matter. So, and at the Riviera, you had a pretty standard bet, you know, $50, seven ways, you know, automatic uh, presses and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, sands, you know, sandies, greenies. Uh, so, yeah, you had a pretty, pretty standard betting. Were you close with uh, the Kardashian, like, kids, like Kim? And- I love them. I love them all. And I still do it to this day. You know, uh, they were... Bob raised them as good Christian girls. And to my knowledge, I, you know, look, I've seen one episode of the Kardashians, you know, and that was years ago. Not because I don't want to watch the Kardashians. I just don't watch reality shows. I've never watched Hard Knocks. I've never seen an episode of Hard Knocks or anything. But the one episode I saw was years ago, something about a pole in the bedroom or something and Stripable. think it had more to do think it had more to do with the Jenner girls than than the Kardashian girls. But the Kardashian girls are to me they've always been sweet, terrific girls. Um, you know, I loved them then, I love them now and I think Bob would be incredibly proud of them. How close were you with them? Like was it like a uncle like type relationship? Yeah, we were almost? we were family, you know. Uh um, we took vacations together, you know, and stuff. You know, it's funny because uh, the TMZ guy once on TV, I was watching. He, he said, oh, OJ said that him and Bruce weren't, and that uh, they didn't take me. I've never taken a vacation with, with Bruce Jenner. I've taken many with Bob Kardashian mm-hmm. and uh, with Chris. I was going to Cabo once with my kids and my uh, girl uh, and Nicole and... Uh, the day before we left, uh, Chris called and said, I hear you guys are going to Cabo and you rented a house. Do you mind giving me the name of the people you rented the house for? And uh, no, I gave it a name. And next day or something, they showed up there. Well, we're, we know each other. We're, we're at the beach, uh, staying in the same neighborhood. So, but we weren't on vacation together. <laughs> you know, right. we just That's just the way it sort of turned out. Because uh, Was that hard uh, for you to see like, Chris go from a good friend of yours to Bruce? Like, did it? No, it, that didn't bother me. I, I was actually at the Kennedy compound when Bruce said, somebody wants to speak to you on the phone. And uh, and I uh, picked up the phone and it was Chris. And that's the first time I totally um, realized that uh, Bob and Chris were really splitting up. I thought they were the, the greatest couple. They were so good together that, uh, you know, it's kind of hurt to see them split. That's crazy that she started as an airline stewardess. I didn't know that. No, I never heard that either. Yeah. Well, I don't know what she started as. That's what she was doing. Ah. When Bob probably started even lower a bit, right? It's <laughs> kind know. of fancy. I, I don't know. But she was a flight attendant uh, when, Bob, when Bob met her. And then she just ca- came up over, like, kind of like hey, getting in that circle. Got to give her credit she's uh, she's like she's like she's a done boss a hell of now, a like, thing. she's yeah. done a hell of a thing you know you know you got you got to admire it that she's done a hell of a thing mm-hmm. are you following yeah. any of what kanye's been saying you can't help it you it's know? everywhere right are you are you active on like social media yeah i, I i'm on twitter 
I try to keep it light and and airy and mostly about fantasy football. Mm. What do you think? Have you seen that Elon's taken over Twitter? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I sent a message uh, on Twitter to him that you maybe DM'd, I finally, Elon? maybe I could finally, Mister. Now that uh, uh, Mister. Musk, maybe I could finally get a check. <laughs> you know uh, why they would never give me the check? I could oh, never you don't have understand. a blue check. And I've been doing it. I, I, I had some days. I have millions of, of, and I only do visual. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but for some reason they wouldn't give me a check. They won't verify you. They've not verified me, and and it ma- it made no sense to me. Hmm. And I, the only thing I could think was because there's like ten, eleven, twelve other Simpsons. Maybe they want to keep all of them there, all those phony accounts, uh, semi alive. I, I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's odd. Which we know is a problem. How I couldn't get a check didn't make any sense. Make any to sense. Me. So yeah, with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Just about that, how that felt for you being from close. Yeah, I wish I could have been. I, I wish I could have been uh, uh, the juice. Yeah. When I got there, I wasn't the juice. <laughs> you know, I had knee surgery. Uh, and, uh, you know, they were just getting ready to turn it around. Mm-hmm. My last year there was Bill Walsh's first year there and Joe Montana's first year there. Oh, shit. It was apparent that they were going to be good. Yeah. You know, but uh, I had knee, my knees. I was going to ask, how many, how many like serious injuries do you think you took from the NFL? Concussions, like do you think you had, like CTE was a factor? Well, look, back then you you got knocked out or you got dinged. They take you to the sideline, they pop that pneumonia capsule. They say, what's your name? Uh, OJ, he's good to go, coach. He's good to go. <laughs> right. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's all it took. It, it well, they, especially back then, game. they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. If you yeah. could walk, you're in the game. Yeah. It, 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 it was a different game. It seems like from what, like, just from what I've seen, like, football, you did love football, but there was a point. Yeah. It seemed like even with the Bills, you're just like, yo, I don't even care about this anymore. Well, no, I always loved it with the Bills, but we just, I, you know, I wanted to be traded. I went up and did the Olympics and didn't go to training camp one year because they let a couple of key guys, Ahmad Rashad and Earl Edwards, go. And I said, here, it's been five, six years I'm here. Mm. And we finally got a decent team. Yeah. Now you're letting some of these key guys go. Um, you know, But at that time, Mr. Wilson, the owner of the Bills, he was not um, – the sportsman he became. Okay. You know? Yeah. He became, I think because he got older, probably had all the money he needed. Uh, by the time Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and them all got there, he had become a sportsman and was really into trying to win. When I was there, that was not the case. He, mm-hmm. It was about money. Yeah. Uh, the reason I ask is because you were involved in, you were broadcasting, uh, TV commercials, acting, football. So, like, what was your goal? Is it like money driven, or you were just like you want well, to do a little bit of everything? Is, everything is, you know, you want to get compensated for whatever it is. Uh, I, you know, like everybody, I wish I could have been on a team that would give me an opportunity to play for a Super Bowl, to make it to the Super Bowl. And I was in a situation where that just was not the case. 
And uh, in 76, it was Carol Rosebloom, the owner of the Rams, I guess you would call it, uh, nowadays it would be tampering, had pulled me aside in Bel Air and said, if you say this and you say this, I can get you on the Rams, right? So I did. I said those things and I thought, I can go to the Rams and the Rams is going to get the bills, uh, you know, uh, two or three starters, a couple of draft choices, and that could possibly help the bills get better, right? But Ralph Wilson then wouldn't do the trade. So I'm stuck. You know, I ended up going back to Buffalo and doing exactly what I had predicted. I will probably lead the league in rushing. We will probably lead the league in attendance, which we did. But what are we going to win? Four or five games. Yeah. You know? So um, that was uh, that, w- that was my career in Buffalo. And what did you think when you – so when you switched off from Buffalo to acting, how, how much, like, leverage do you think you had just being who you were and, like, getting these roles immediately? Or did you think, like, hey, I'm this actor that can just do this stuff? No, I um, I I um, I became good friends almost immediately uh, with with uh, with Strasburg. The, oh yeah, we were doing a movie together in Rome. Uh, when we weren't working, he and I would walk to bookstores all all around uh, uh, Rome. Uh, and he talked to me about acting. He would tell me, what you do is right, because you just put yourself a- as a character. You don't try to make him different. You just do it as you would do it. You're doing the right thing, he would tell me, right? He then um, moved to Brentwood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he moved to Brentwood, uh, uh, and he uh, had two kids the same age as my two kids, even though he was 70 or 80. Or something. So I would go there on some weekends. He would have De Niro and these guys over. Um, um, I'm trying to think of Shelly Winters and these people who did acting teaching as well. So just being around that, you know, I picked up a lot of stuff. Yeah. Did you get close with any of like big actors? Like De Niro, uh, you Steve said? Steve McQueen like- and I got to be really good friends. Uh, he actually showed up at my last football game. Wow. Uh, um, uh, yeah, he and I got to be be, be pretty good friends. Even the Brentwood, like, because everyone knows, like, even today, I think a lot of athletes live there. So yeah. was the neighborhood crazy? Like, were there a lot of other, any well, notable people? when I was people? there, I think I was the only black guy in Brentwood. Yeah. Uh, when I first moved to Brentwood. What uh, was that like for you? I, I was oblivious to it. <laughs> I really was. Uh I, I I remember talking about my brother years ago, and I told him I think it was a a handicap for him to if we walked into a room he would know exactly how many black people are in the room. If I walked in that same room, I'd be oblivious to it. And him and I, you know, we debated about that for a while, and I I thought that was a a handicap for him. Was anybody like in the neighborhood? Everyone was probably pretty welcoming though. When yeah, you go in there. Oh, Brent was cool. Yeah. I mean, I never had anything remotely like what happened to LeBron James, you know. That stuff they wrote on his uh, gate. What was that? Uh, some racial stuff they oh, shit. put on his gate. Um, 
Oh, y'all didn't, don't remember that? <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, so we'll look at, it up. at yeah. that Brandwood house, were you having parties there? Anything? Yeah, pick parties, picnics. Was it like invite only or anybody could pull up? No, it's just it's, yeah, invites. I gave a big 4th of July softball game down the hill and a uh, picnic at my house. Huge one every year. And I somebody was showing me a picture of us uh, with all the Kardashians and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Lynn Swan and me and uh, just just loaded with athletes and, you know, and people that um, I gave it every year, every 4th of July. And then I would, uh, that night or tomorrow morning, move my family to Laguna, to our Laguna house for the rest of the summer. Just like get away from all the craziness? Well, you know, July in Laguna is great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did we talk about Kanye or did we just Yeah, we did. I mean, you could yeah. you could comment it if you want. What, I, what do you think I about have nothing to comment on on Kanye. Kanye is, has to deal with what Kanye has to deal with and uh yeah, it's it's uh you know, it's um I I haven't heard the kids say bad things about him. Uh, maybe I just missed it, you know. As I said, I've always felt that my mother told me that it's your kids are the most important thing in your life. Uh, if one of my kids ever said or talked about me the way Herschel Walker's son talked about him, mm-hmm. I would consider my life a failure. Yeah. <laughs> I would. You know, uh, um, that, I, that would be unbearable to me, that if my kids uh, had that, you know, lack of respect for me. Mm. And do you have any relationship now with any of the Kardashians or? Not really. I mean, my kids talk to them and they send messages, tell them I love them, da, 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 da. You know, I just don't see them. I don't hang out wherever they hang out. What What would you say now your goals are in life? Stay alive, <laughs> to live <laughs> a little longer, to, to live a little longer, uh, to see my, uh, to, you know, to see my grandkids, uh, uh, grow, to see them start school, you, you know, um, hopefully maybe get a few more grandkids. What life do you want to see like your kids live? Uh, I like I like what my kids have done. They, they, my kids are uh, good kids. I think everybody will will tell you that, you know, you, you, you never see them in the media. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, uh, they, you know, they, they live their lives. They're good people. Uh, I people have come up to me and say, "Oh, I met your son, and blah blah blah. He's such a great kid." And well, they're not such kids anymore, but um, I think I did a hell of a job. I I knew before the Judy and Lou left us, uh, they commended me on the job I had done. You know, uh, raising the two young kids uh, by myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You know, uh, and they, you know, they 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 both have done well. They both mm-hmm. live a good life. What do you think you miss most about like the prime juice era? Miss? I I don't have the I got I got great friends now, you know, and I know they stand by me through thick and thin, right? But I do miss having those big picnics and you know, everybody coming over for picnics and fourth of July. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do miss that. I, I do miss, I, I miss that. Is it like throwing big parties and stuff? Throwing big parties like that, yeah. Is it tough to lose some of your like former friends that you probably don't talk to anymore? 
Well, my friends, I'm going to tell you, I, my true friends stayed my true friends. You know, I live here and I lived in Miami, so I don't see them as much as I once did. But my true good friends pretty much stayed my true good friends. I can only really think of two guys that I was a little disappointed that we, you know, kind of lost Who's uh, that? touch. Uh, you wouldn't know them. So, <laughs> uh, uh, but um, outside of that, all of my good friends have stayed my good friends. If there's any other, like, Hollywood stories you got, anything cool? <laughs> a lot of Untold. stories. Untold. I know all. you got something. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's like, is there one crazy, like, Hollywood party story or anything that you feel comfortable telling? Uh, I wouldn't really feel comfortable telling. Let me just put it this way. I went to a party. Now, you got to understand, this is like the 80s. Mm. And uh, I was an athlete. I just retired, and when I just retired, I was I was doing what everybody did. I had been one of these uh, workout guys, and I tried to be the fittest athlete in the world. Were you single at the time, I or were I you was, uh, when you retired? Uh, I can't remember. I wasn't married. Okay. Uh, uh, I wasn't married. I don't okay. know if I was single, but okay. I wasn't married. Not married. All I know is. Uh, I went to this party and uh, I mean, you wouldn't believe the celebrities was there. Some of them are big celebrities now. And in every room, on every table, was this big thing of cocaine. <laughs> Just a plate? <laughs> Plates of it. Everywhere. And <laughs> in it was at every a house room or like a club? that house, you know. Oh, uh, you can't you can't drop any names. Just curious. Well, I could doesn't drop, matter at this I point. Could, let's put it. I could drop Red Fox as a name. Let me put it that way. But this party was you know mixed. Everybody Red uh, Red Red is gone, and I remember being in shock hmm. that some of the people that I had watched on TV for so many years. But I will tell you this: in like nineteen, especially being in Florida, in eighty one, eighty two. If anybody in Hollywood tells you they weren't doing cocaine, they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> they're lying. Uh, but then I think what happened was free basin and all of that started destroying lives. And that yeah. It's so crazy now because I think about it. And everyone, if you're an actor or athlete, you're so monitored, like off the field or not on set. But oh. back then, it seems like you do whatever the fuck you want as long as you showed yeah, up. Yeah, because now there's phones at every party. Yeah, oh, you yeah. you had it made. You yeah. could do kind of whatever you wanted. Not everyone yeah, had a was, camera I was in their a pocket. Pretty straight shooter, but uh, but in the off season, is, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the off season, you you hit a couple in... zaps, right? Stop it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no uh, one's judging. As I told you, if anybody told you they didn't, they're lying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, it's but it, it, it's funny when I've noticed on two occasions and in recent months where I, I thought it was passe and gone. And it's not. Yeah. Maybe not as prevalent as it once was. I, I think it's all ecstasy now. Like, now it's like, I, th- I think people like pop pills and shit. Yeah, now uh, we'll, you know, know. the scare's all You'd crazy. Know, right? Really? No, I don't know. Oh. Oh. I don't know. You had some like 6 a.m. bonding moments maybe. With me? Yeah. With the plates out, no? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Sun's coming up. Stop. You hear the birds start chirping. Yeah. Well, I, I've had a few of them. On. I walked out of a club in Miami, right downtown Miami. Uh, I walked out of a club, and I thought I was going to die. Well, what do you mean by that? 
Well, I thought it was like three o'clock in the morning. And it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. Like 10 a.m.? And this sun hit me when I walked out the door and I thought I was dead. I said, what year was that? Uh, a bunch of years ago. Yeah. Back in the 80s. What do you think is the most different thing that, if you had to compare the 80s to now, what do you think is the most biggest difference? You know, 80s, we were still coming out of it a little bit of the 70s and the 60s. And uh, I, 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 I think in general, it was people were a little more sin, sincere then, mm-hmm. a little straighter then. Now it's, it's definitely the me generation. Yeah. It, it seems like everything is about me. And uh, I'm a guy who every morning scroll all the news channels, all the cable news channels, uh, CNN, so it's a Fox. So I try to get a, a balance of what everybody is saying. And uh, I do it that in sports too, watch the sports things. But it's 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 just some, it, I didn't, I, I never felt the, the damn hate, it seems like. that You never that felt the what? The hate that that people have given, given now. You know, it's, so it's, the hate was stronger back then? No, now. Now it's stronger? Yeah, now it's like. Well, does any part of you think you were like kind of like blinded to it because of your celeb status like back then and it was more existing well, maybe? I, I don't know. If you watch the news now, I mean, look, it, it, I watch Fox, right? And I, I say, boy, if I was in Russia, I would show Fox every day. Yeah. <laughs> because it's everybody's a crook. Sure. Everybody's in government is a crook. Everything is bad about America. Uh, I just, I don't get it. I don't. What do you think about the Brittany Griner situation? Well, you know, look, they weren't going to trade for this guy. What's his name? We know. Uh, uh, Victor Bout? Wellen. Well, oh, okay. They, they, they weren't going to trade for, for Wellen. Um, um, I, I wondered why Donald didn't try to trade uh, back then because he seemed like he had a relationship uh, with Putin, uh, but Donald didn't try to trade for Wellen. I found out some things about Wellen that I did that I well, was kind of disillusioning. What do you mean by such that? as? Well, you know, you guys, you guys look it up. <laughs> I'm not here trying to dog a, a, no, you're good. a prisoner, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you, you know, um, but I play golf. Let me put it this way. I play golf with uh, two retired Marines and, uh, you know, it has more to do with the Marine stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad she's she got out. Yeah, and I'm sure there's got to be somebody that they can uh, trade and and and, and get, get well in. out. Yeah, now, I totally understand why um, Germany is not trading. Yeah, because that that's who they want this guy that's in Germany. But I guess he's a murderer, and the Germans aren't going to, you know, use him. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, always been like so interested in politics and all that? Oh uh, yeah. When did that start? I, well, you know, I met way back when. I'm, you know, I met Nixon, and uh, who incidentally really knew sports. Uh, uh, and uh, you know, even J. Edgar Hoover, <laughs> even though that wouldn't be politics, but yeah. uh, I just kind of there was a time years ago when both parties were trying to recruit uh, Pat Hayden and me you know, in California, uh, to talk about politics. And uh, I thought, well, maybe I should pay a little more attention to politics just in case. 
right? But now, nah, last thing in the world I want is to get in, uh, to be really involved in politics. I've seen it change a few people that not for the not for the better. A lot of people say that people get like caught up in Hollywood and stuff like that. Would you say that that's something that happened to you or no? What do you mean by caught up? In just Hollywood? like caught up in the lifestyle and just kind of. I, I, you know, I've always my my Hollywood was always my house. You know, I you know I went to some Hollywood parties, but I, I being an athlete, I was always caught up with you know being in shape, playing tennis with my with my buddies and my friends. Uh, um, just like I am now. Mm-hmm. My life now are, are my kids and my golf buddies, you know, and that's that's what my life is. I, I've seen people in Hollywood. It's funny, the, the most talented ones that I've met and I've worked with, you know, uh, Paul Newman and these guys, they're always the most sincere ones. Then you'll meet some guy who was just on some TV series that, went for two years and they're total assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh uh the great the great ones are are the are the most sincere, are the are the nicest. Did anybody ever give you like uh any tips or try and help you out along the way? Yeah, we were shooting a scene in the tower in Inferno. And it was a scene where we found the fire, right? And I'm head of security. And and Paul Newman and I uh we, his buddy got a little burned up from opening the door. So we're looking at him, and I'm giving orders, do do this, do this, and I tell him, uh, go call the police. I mean, go call the fighter, call it in. And we shoot the scene, and it's just not quite working. And then we shoot it again, and it's just not quite working. So while they're kind of resetting up, he pulls me aside. He says, look, I'm an architect. You're the head of security. You know this stuff. Mm. Don't ask me to make the call. Tell me to make the call. If you have to yell at me, damn it, man, make the damn call, right? He says, you don't play your billing. You play your character. Yeah. And I, at the time, thought that was the best advice I ever got. Because I was playing him as Paul Newman. Yeah. I'm going to yell at Paul Newman. Hell no. <laughs> what, what was your goal with all the acting stuff? Like, where did you want to get to? Uh, it, you know, the acting thing just happened. I never thought about being an actor. It just, it, it just started happening. And then I got a chance to start producing a few MOWs and specials. And I love the whole Hollywood thing. I got to admit, I, I love the, it's a team collaborative effort. I love working mm-hmm. to make something. You know, when we, we did, a, a, I did three or four MOWs movies a week, so. One of them I helped write it. And, you know, you, you cast, you get the cast, you figure out who's going to play this role, who's going to play that role. You all work together, then you see that finished product. Uh, I like that. It's it's a team thing. And I, I've always liked team stuff. Got it. Do you have any, like, regrets about anything, like, in your life? Anything? Yeah, yeah I regret that I was unfaithful to both my wives. Uh but it is, it is what it is. You know, I wish, looking back, that I could be one of these guys that could say that he never was unfaithful. Mm-hmm. It seems like in the circle you were in, that was pretty common, though. Well, it's that's life. Yeah, it, I, I got to admit, it's it's. I don't know how. In Hollywood, you do a movie, you're on a set, 
you're out of town, you're, you're in the Bahamas, or you're in the uh, Curacao, and I was in South Africa, for instance, and I'm with uh, this partially supermodel, and we boom, 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 and bam, 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 and you know, <laughs> did it almost feel like it was? It just happens. Did it know? feel like it was like too easy for you? It it was easy. <laughs> it was easy, you know. Uh, uh, but not that you were looking at it as being easy. It, it's it's. Uh, I wasn't. A, I've never been the. Um, I've never been the guy that just chased girls. Mm-hmm. I always kind of had a girlfriend. Yeah. So it wasn't like, hey, let's go out and chase girls. All my friends call me bait. <laughs> Come on, Juice, we're gonna go trolling with you. You're, you're the bait. Who was like the the biggest like womanizer out of all your or in your crew? Uh, I'm not. I, I can't go there. Yeah, <laughs> I can't go there. Would Would you say you're like a religious person now, or not really? I've always been a Christian. I've never been overly. I was raised a Christian. I am a Christian. I like when I see that in people. You notice when we're talking about the Kardashians, I I said they were raised Christian girls. And there's I've seen nothing to say that that's changed whenever I see them. I wonder if I hear about what they're doing. You know. Uh, I was going to say, obviously, with like your story and, you know, only you really know the truth. When you die, are you are you like in any way scared to face God? Nope. I look forward to it yeah as i said i know where my weaknesses were as i said i regret being unfaithful you know uh i think i made up hopefully i made up for it in my other deeds but we'll see yeah because i meant like obviously there's so many rumors whatever but only you really know the truth so i guess no i'm not the only one that knows the truth there's others that know the truth (laughs) yeah people like like what like who who did it? <laughs> people know? No, I don't know if people know, but somebody knows. Do you have any way to like respond to that? Like if you had to answer who did it? No, I'm not even gonna talk about that. Yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not going there. Is that something that you put in the past or well you have to. You know, my mother saw me uh, my mother saw me be mean to some people uh, after my LA trial. And she just read me the riot act. And she said, uh, OJ, son, you aren't all is what she called me. Um, you can't be that. You can't let what's happened change who you are. You're trying to raise those two kids. And they're going to emulate you. If they see you act this way, that's how they're going to respond. So for the kids' sake, if nothing else, you got to let it go. Mm-hmm. And I've let it go. It's, it's, it's gone. Got it. Has it been like tough to deal with that? Like mentally? Like, no, nothing at this point is I'm a happy guy. My kids are happy. I'm happy. <laughs> That's weird. Have you ever watched like any of this stuff? Like, no, I watched none of it. Never will. None of it. Got it. Never seen any of it. Not the FX show. Nothing. No, 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 not even though, uh, you know, a few people say, oh, that one show, the ESPN, it was pretty good for what? nothing. Does that any part? know nothing about it. Don't want to yeah. watch it. All it's going to do is piss me off. And, uh, so I don't, I don't go there. 
Yeah. The only question I have is, does any part of you ever want to like feel like I got to tell my side of that shit? My side is uh, is been told. I mean, for the most part, you know, uh, my lawyers and it's it's you know nobody. The one thing I do know is nothing that I do and nothing that anybody does is going to change anybody's mind. Mm-hmm. One way or the other, it's not going to change their mind. So it's a waste of time. You know, back then I went on. Uh, various shows with Katie Couric, with uh, forget the lady that was on Court TV, and I never said, "Hey, show me the questions." I'm open to you. I went to Oxford, which was one of the great experiences of my life to speak to the debate team at, at Oxford. And uh, hey, I didn't say show me questions before I answered all the questions and everything. In that particular trip, I think it changed minds, but in general, you don't change anybody. Mm. people are going to feel the way they feel and there's nothing you can do about it and as I said it's uh, that's you know say la vie that's life yeah so has anyone ever asked you like who you thought did it I'm not going to talk about this okay got it okay all right you got anything uh no I don't think so OJ was fucking nice try though (laughs) he tried can I ask you one thing though what's that I don't know if you're going to answer this but how much have you spent on lawyer fees, you think, today? Oh, geez, a fortune. Just a flat out fortune. Over yeah. under three million. Over, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Lawyers are not cheap. No. Yeah. What what so let's say now, starting now, starting fresh, what's your plan now? How do you plan to like take care of your family and what's your goals? Well, my kids are doing well. So uh hell, they take care of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, my kids and they they do well. I love having dinner with them. Uh, 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 lately, I've moved near my my uh, uh, youngest son and my my granddaughter, so I get to see them virtually every day. Yeah, yeah, you know, which I which I'm totally loving. Um, so you know, mm-hmm. they're happy. As my mother said, hey. The kids are happy, you're happy. I don't know if you're hundred percent. No, not yet. But you will reach a point where you'll know if your kids are happy, you're happy. Hundred percent. And that's where I'm at right now. I I I love my kids. They respect and love me. Uh, as I said, uh I I have no idea how Herschel could you just dive in on that? The Herschel Walker stuff? Well, my you know, look, Herschel's a fellow Heisman trophy winner. So I don't want to dog him too bad. I don't have to dog him. You've seen him on TV. You see what he has said. He's just you know, I mean, you you are, uh, if, if you're not qualified to, to do, yeah, I, it scares me to see some of the people who are in politics now. Mm-hmm. People who are totally not qualified to be in politics. And it seems like the crazier things that you say, uh, the more people are going to support you in yeah. saying it. Now, Herschel, um, I, you know, look, I don't think Herschel really wants to run for office. The, Think the Donald got him to run, but sure. but uh, I mean, th- do you think he's qualified? Probably not. I don't know. No, so well, it seems know. like it, I it seems like I don't know. It seems like these but, days anyone's qualified, right? There you go. I guess so. I guess so. But what what hurts is like when you say you were um, valedictorian and you what when you said you finished number in the top one percent of your class and you didn't even graduate. Uh, I mean, come on, man. That's not what we want from our politicians. If you could make one change right now with the country, what would you do? Uh, 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 Jesus. 
help me guys. Well, I mean, to me, I don't care what you think about Donald when he was the president. I don't care what you think about Biden when he's the president. Whoever's the president was voted that by the people of America, of the United States. So disagree with them, great. But you got to respect the office. You got to respect the, the, the office of the presidency. So you can say, I disagree with this and I disagree with that. But you can't, you should not be calling that person a, a butthole or, I mean, that's what I think I change it, anything. The, the way people refer to our leaders. Because if, if you call, when Trump won, if you call him or uh, whatever, you're actually calling millions of Americans who voted for him that. Yeah. If you call Biden that now, you're actually calling millions of Americans who voted for him. That's what you're calling them. Yeah. You know? So I, I think I would push for a more little of more a support. respect. Yeah. A little more respect. Got it. Uh, you could totally disagree. You don't have to disrespect. Uh, what was her name? Uh, the uh, um, Supreme Court Justice uh, that just died. Uh, yeah, you're asking the wrong guy. I have no idea. It's on the tip of my tongue. What's her name? The Ginsburg. Ginsburg. That I think it was her that said, you can disagree without being disagreeable. Yeah. You know, and I guess that's what I'm saying. Got it. Yeah. Any other things? Any last things you want to get talk about? Buffalo Bills, go Bills! <laughs> You're still a Bills fan? Go Niners! Yeah, I, 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 I go back to a couple of the games. You know, uh, never better fans you'll ever meet anywhere. You know, I'm a Niner fan because I grew up in San Francisco, a Niner fan. But the Bills fans are the best there is. I mean, there were games you saw that six feet of snow. There were games we had where uh, I couldn't see the stand. So much snow. But I could hear. <laughs> you know, you know, they had periods of this, you know, snow going that, damn, I can't see the stands. Mm. And yet they were there. What do you think about the justice system in America today? Oh, uh, I think there's, uh, it, I, oh, geez. I think uh, it's the lack of respect that people who are in the justice system gives the justice system that bothers me. Yeah. If you're in the justice system, you got to respect the justice system. I mean, you hear these lawyers now, they'll say some crap like, oh, uh, he wasn't not guilty. He wasn't found not guilty. He wasn't found what it is. He wasn't found guilty, but he wasn't found not guilty or whatever. I, I don't know. I heard these lawyers say this crap. And hey, wait a minute. You're innocent <laughs> to proving guilty. Mm -hmm. That's the law. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know? Yeah. So all this crap talk about, well, he wasn't found not guilty. You know, he was just not found guilty. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. You know, but it seems like many people in the legal system are the ones that disrespect the legal system the most. You know? Yeah. And I, I just hate hearing. I, I remember doing, uh, I remember I was at the, uh, Bel Air Country Club doing the Rodney King thing. And I'm there looking at the city, looking at all these smokestacks, the city's on fire, right? Yeah. And I'm listening to these guys talk, these older white guys. And they're saying, 
Well, why don't they respect the system? The system spoke. And now they're acting like this. They're burning up the city. A jury spoke. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I said, I kind of wish I could hear those same guys when my verdict came. <laughs> you know, it'd been interesting to hear that same group of guys, right? Uh, but hey, that's where it goes. Are you upset that the like the killer of Ron and Nicole was never found? Uh, right now, I'm not going to discuss any of that. All right? Yeah, I think that's a pretty obvious question. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not getting in that. I'm not going there. Yeah. Okay. You don't think that they're still out there? I'm not. I'm not going there. All right. All, right. all good. Yeah. All right. I think we're good, right? We're good. Yeah. yeah. OJ, thank you so much. Man. Thank you. Hey, thank you, guys, man. Thank you. Yeah.